0: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with Dave, Honky, Boomer, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. We've got today's second lunchcast edition with our special guest second team all-american associated press and future nfl draft pick jojo doman what is up jojo how are you today dude living the dream having a great day thanks for having me on oh man you know speaking of living the dream you've got the uh, nfl draft coming up here and i know that you've been spending a ton of time uh preparing for the draft uh you've got this you've got a great video series on youtube right now under at is it at dominator, right? Is that, is that at how the you say dominator, it yep. at the dominator? Um, it's right now there's it's up to four videos. It kind of walks everybody through some of the process that you've been doing for the NFL draft. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about how it's been for you so far.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey, no doubt. And the video series is just a way for me to express and to share my story. And it's been, it's been awesome because we just go behind the scenes on, what it's really like and what I'm thinking and kind of like my mindset on how I approach things throughout the process and how I take care of my body, how t- how I take care of my mental and just everything that I put into this process um, and, and what football means to me. So it's a it's a fun little video series. If you haven't checked it out already, definitely check it out.
0: Yeah. Give it a follow on YouTube. Hit subscribe because uh, when new videos come up. Uh, you'll you'll get notified for that. And let's talk a little bit about that, too, because one of the things that you mentioned in those videos that, that really caught my attention, um, you were talking about how you were at Nebraska. You were prepping for the draft. You did your pro day. And one of the things that you mentioned when you went out to Florida to start training was how your mentality train changed because it kind of gave you a different view about like the way that you were eating and training. So t- can you go in a little bit more detail than you did on the on the video series itself about that and, and what some of those changes were?
1: Yeah, basically, well, first off, um, I had to change my relationship to food. Um, instead of eat, looking at food as pleasure, looking as looking at food as fuel for performance. And that was the first thing I had to kind of Uh, adjust in my mindset, which then allowed me to then look at foods objectively on how they affect my body and how they affect my performance, give and take uh, away from that performance. So um, it came from eating like three big meals a day to eating like six to seven like little meals like throughout my day and just no processed foods, uh, strictly water and Right. And just picking and choosing like when I choose to indulge in, you know, pleasurable things, because obviously we all love food. We have taste buds for a reason. And um, obviously, like I love ice cream and queso as much as the next person. But just uh, I don't need that in every meal. Right. So just picking and choosing where I splurge, so to speak.
0: No, that's that's fair. And as far as like workout routines and some of the training that you've been doing with that, um, you know, I noticed that you did not participate in some of the drills in Indianapolis that you did participate in at your pro day in uh in Nebraska. And I know that you had time between that as well, where I think you spent some time in Florida between those two things doing some of the training. Um You know, what what was it that kept you from doing those at the Combine that that then had you doing them in in Nebraska?
1: Well, at the Combine, they were at, like, 11 p.m. at night. So just strictly off that, um, we knew we were going to be tired. And, you know, uh, after going through everything, at the very end, we're supposed to do, like, the L-Cone and the the shuttle. So it just didn't make sense, like, objectively on paper. It just didn't make sense. But I was going to go in there. And basically just play it by ear and my legs were done after all the drills. So I just called it. Like it was as simple as that. So when it came to the pro day, like the thought process into doing everything was just to compete and just to push myself to do better than I did at the combine. Like at the combine, like there's just a lot of, you know, pressure and stress of just being there for the week. You know, you're not getting a whole lot of sleep. You're not on your own nutritional schedule. And there's just a lot more variables at the combine when at the pro day, like I was just in my element in my own space and I felt more prepared for the pro day than, uh, the the combine.
0: Well, so we already got some questions coming through here. Um, on our on our feed and so i'm going to throw one of them up here because it actually has to do with that and a uh, husker nuts asking and he says your dad's an nfl agent craig who we're going to actually be talking about here in a couple of weeks i think it's april 19th we'll be having him on the the go big Redcast to kind of talk about his uh experience as an nfl agent and, and whatnot so super cool to uh your mom teddy for setting that up with us but um says your dad's an NFL agent, so how was he able to prepare you for the NFL Combine? So some of those decisions you made, did, did that have anything to do
1: with it? You know, <laughs> I'll kind of spin the question of just how has he helped me prepare for the NFL in general uh-huh. because okay. that's that's where he's helped me the most. Um, well, one, like on a fundamental level, like as a father, like he believes in me and right thinks that I can do everything he did and more, which then – having that from, you know, my dad is, is powerful and is, uh, inspiring to just let me do that. And and it's not something that he just did all of a sudden, like it's been happening my whole life, right. His, him creating opportunities for me to succeed, putting his business secondary to coaching his kids and raising his and raising a family, um, is something that I definitely hold dear to me. And, um, just all of that has kind of led to me being able to trust him and, and also seeing how he operates, seeing how he's worked my whole life, right? Building relationships with his players. Um, he does things the right way. He he does his work with integrity. And that's something that, you know, I I want to be a part of.
0: Can Sorry about that. Something, something started playing here real quick and, I don't know what that was. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, It's in my headphones. I was actually looking up some of your uh, NFL combine numbers here and and just uh, and for some reason it started playing a video of you in the background so I could hear it in my headphones. It threw me off there for a second. But speaking of your dad, um, you know, I've got a quick clip from one of your video series that I'm going to play here for you. You know, I want to know a little bit about your um, mindset when you went to the Senior Bowl, right? And your dad kind of brings something up in this clip here, real quick. So um, let's let's uh, take a look at that clip real quick, and then we'll we'll go from there. Hey, JoJo, Joe, it's
1: Dad. Hey, man, I'm leaving uh, practice number one to go pick up Mama. Uh, come back and watch you practice. I just wanted to let you know this is a game of. Uh, energy management be dialed in when it's your turn just go be you go be the best vibration of jojo go be you man and understand that energy being competitive and being physical are three things that you do and when you do it you shine and that's what this is about love you dude Bye bye
0: so there you go. You know, your dad, your dad was giving you some advice here going into the uh, senior bowl. So what was that experience in like, like, what were your goals playing that game? You know, how, how were you pushing yourself? How were you trying to get yourself seen?
1: Yeah, well, that was like the first game that we did. Right. So that was, that was kind of a shock and to be around those uh, people in that type of competition was amazing. Right. Such a competitive alpha male environment. Um, but when it came to like my approach to practice, like the practice was the game and they were the most physical practices I've ever been a part of. <laughs> and I was learning a new scheme, playing a new position, and I just approached it just trying to show what I do best and just play football at the end of the day. And the first day I was a little in my head because things were slow. Like I'm, I'm thinking more than I'm playing. And I just – I remember sitting down with myself and just being like, dude, that's not what this is about. It's not about being perfect out there. It's about just going hard and playing ball. And I came out there day two and really just let it loose. And it felt so good. And I performed a lot better. And uh, so when the game came, like I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of reps and I was really looking to steal some special teams reps. And I, I did steal a few and I actually got like, I got pulled back. They pulled the reins back on me. Cause I was trying to basically take other dudes reps um, towards <laughs> the end of the game. But that first that first punt where I tackled the dude at like the four yard line was just a tribute to my mindset of, you know, I'm only going to get so many opportunities. I gotta, I gotta make a play when the opportunity presents itself. So, so just really the mindset is every, you know, if you're prepared mentally, if you've already done it mentally in your head, like you're going to be able to do it when the opportunity presents itself. If you're just hoping or praying um, without the confidence, without the knowingness behind it, uh, there's a good chance it will pass you by.
0: Yeah, because you know, and, l- and let's talk a little bit about that too. Because um, you know, let's talk about what some of your strengths are according to the NFL Combine. If you don't I want lost to touch it onto... I ain't got oh. no audio. But you got no audio, huh? Um, what about now? I
1: think it's on my end. I got a phone call okay. from my dad. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I can't so hear can you. You hear... want me to leave and come back in?
0: Um, yeah. If you want to leave real quick, come back. Yes. In, be fine.
1: No. Yes.
0: So we're going to take a quick break here and I'll just um, cover a few of the strengths and things like that, that uh, the Jojo uh, had at the NFL combine and as, and as he comes back in here and we'll get him back on here um, you know, some of the strengths that we were talking about for him. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Uh, okay. Perfect. So I was just getting ready to talk about some of the strengths from the combine um right that, that they were talking about if you don't mind kind of going over some of those those uh, compliments and critiques we'll call them you know all right um calling you uh, extremely tough and rugged uh really good at slipping b- blocks in space and driving through the ball carrier I mean if that's one thing I, I noticed about you watching every Husker game that you played in um you know your ability to tackle and, and finish the tackle um strong fundamentally uh and stacking blockers, able to press, get the edge in instant, uh, willing to do the dirty work and disrupt in a blocking scheme, good efficiency of movement in the box and in space. Um, obviously, your interception. So you you have good hands. That's that's for sure. Um, and Husker Nut asked another question here, too, about it, too. It said, How do you think playing a hybrid defensive back slash linebacker role at Nebraska affects the way the NFL teams might grade you? Um, you know, do, when you speak to those teams, are they talking to you about that kind of a role? What are they saying to you?
1: Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's absolutely benefited me, one, because that's my skill set and that's what I'm good at. So just utilizing that skill set in space was a huge jump from 2020 to 2021 for me. And when it comes to like the NFL teams, I'm really a schematic fit. Like a defensive coordinator has to see me, see my prototype, see my skill set, and just who I am as a person. And hopefully want to coach me and want to have me on their football team. And I only need one. There's 32 out there, but you only need one. You can only go to one. So it's more of a schematic fit and just my ability to cover and come downhill, I think benefits me and I have a lot of work to do. There's definitely a lot of things I need to get better at. And I'm really just gonna tailor that to when I get on when I get on the team, like just what do you need me to learn? Do you need me to learn more of a safety hybrid or do you need me to play more in the box and whatever they ask of me, I'm gonna do and commit to it?
0: Well, you know, hopefully you get drafted by the Raiders so you don't have to care cover Darren, Darren Waller. Um, you know, what are some of the who 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 are some of the teams that you're that you're talking to or that have talked to you? Can I ask you that? Yeah.
1: I've talked to the Chargers. I've talked to almost all the teams, but, like, ones that kind of stand out are the Packers, Chargers, Chiefs, Redskins, uh, Ravens. Uh, Yeah. Just a handful of teams. I mean, I can find a reason to like every team, any team in the NFL. So uh, really keeping an open mind and praying it's the right fit. Well, yeah, and and you're gonna have to live
0: there too. So I, I would assume. I mean, you grew up in you grew up in Colorado Springs, so you you're kind of used to all four seasons, really. I, I live in Colorado too, so I know how that goes. Um, you know, but I'm guessing that somewhere like San Diego probably wouldn't disappoint you if you had to live in in Southern California for for a few years through your rookie contract. Um, no, nah, that'd be cool. So we got a we got a question from Abby Harris here. Um, <coughs> She's one of my favorite Twitter follows. Um, What is one thing you learned during your time at Nebraska that you'll carry with you in the future
1: and on or off the field? Heck yeah. I love that question. Uh, Probably. I mean, there's a lot of things, right. And just to point out one, just to point out one, I guess that, you know, you conform to who you surround yourself with, right. There's like a saying that you're like the five closest people in your circle or something along those lines and i definitely took that to heart and through my ACLs, when i felt like i didn't have anything to give and uh i was able to lean on and pour into like the people around me because they were pouring into me and holding me when i was down where that's something where it kind of clicked in my head like the depth to the type of relationships that are that you're capable of having with people and That alone has opened up my my heart and my mind to you know a lot of a lot of love and a lot of paying it forward because when they held me when i was down right it's it it feels natural for me to do the same to somebody else and to just always like always carry yourself like that always looking for ways to help somebody out impact them in a positive way and sometimes you know sometimes those find you and sometimes I feel like we're supposed to initiate to go find those type of situations so uh definitely who you surround yourself with and how that reflects your your personal growth
0: no i and i like that and and that was too and um you know i'm i'm always like straight straight from the cuff so i'll tell you your your mom actually sent me some information today too um because she wanted me to talk to you a little bit about um you know being at nebraska being involved in community service and you know one of the things is is how much you ramped it up like with the husker heartbeat give back program with um edgewater insurance and real estate right um do you want to tell us a little bit about that program that you were doing there
1: yeah so basically partnered with edgewater insurance and when we first started talking like it was just like they wanted uh you know an nil athlete and i was looking to make something happen and when we met it went from like just surface level NIL deals to like, how can we actually, uh, create positive change and how could we be an inspiration? How can we use this platform to impact people? And that's when we created the Husker heartbeat give back where for the 12 games of the year, we're going to do a thousand dollars to a different charity every week and just promoting it through the beat, um, my podcast that I did during the season. So it was a really great opportunity to meet a lot of, uh, great people, um, and be able to give, give them resources, right. And to give them an experience that hopefully they'll carry, uh, with them forward to, uh, just, you know, just spread love and light, which is all we can really do. Um, I like, I like that attitude, man. That's a, that's a a good attitude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, you can be my son anytime. All right. I've got, I got four (laughs) kids already, but man, if you keep that attitude around, you'd be an awesome role model for my kids. And, and I think uh, you keep that attitude playing in the NFL. You're going to be an awesome role model for a lot of people. Um, I do have a question, though, because you you said the, the three letters, all right, NIL, all right? And you have been around it the first year it was available at Nebraska. Um, you know, you've played for two different coaches there. Um, you came to Nebraska for a reason, and we'll touch on that in a minute. But you said NIL. And how do you see that? Um, we're we're gonna get a little bit away from from, or maybe with your experience with it, but then maybe talk about how you're perceiving it to really be affecting college football landscape overall. Is that is that something that we could uh, that we could discuss real quick? Because yeah. I because we spoke with Stephen Sippel a few weeks ago on our regular uh, Go Big Redcast, and you know he went into a lot of detail about how big the nil program is at nebraska already compared to a lot of other universities around the country um so tell me like what was your experience like i mean w- was it exciting to be able to be you know almost like you know paid and sponsored to be playing football for a team that you were already playing for and that you already had all of your heart into so what was that like yeah
1: that was cool that I was, it came around on my last year and at the end of the day it feels natural that you should be able to be compensated for your work, right? Yeah. Um, and I understand that we're getting education, but in a multi billion dollar industry, like just an education just wasn't, wasn't, still wasn't uh, basically a fair amount in a lot of people's eyes, and which created a, an opportunity for NIL to kind of come forth. And now it's more of a recruiting tool, basically and uh you heard Jimbo official get up in front of the whole media and say we we don't have enough NIL opportunity here and just like basically shoved it to the boosters like we need basically told them we need more money out of you step it up right yeah. in front of the whole media so that they'd all write about it like it's such a recruiting tool and but it just it is the way it is um it's not perfect nothing is but uh so basically my mindset for me personally was initially like everybody's like, what can I get out of this? And still like, I definitely com- was compensated more than uh, fairly. And, but then I just started through like ed- the relationship with Edgewater and then doing my football camp. It was more about, you know, how can I impact people from this rather than what can I get from this? Right? Like how can I create a wave, um, so to speak. And so I went from my football camp to the podcast to the Husker heartbeat, and then even doing fun stuff like my Tanner barn grill commercial. Um, right. Like just a lot of fun opportunity where you're able to interact with the community. And, uh, ultimately, like I said, I think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. The, um, your football camps, are you, where do you do those at my, what your football camp? Where, where are you doing that at?
1: Oh shoot.
0: Uh, the field name, but was it in, was it in Nebraska or it was, was in it, Lincoln. Uh, it was in Lincoln. Okay. So are you gonna be doing any more of those this summer? Like
1: for any of the kids? Are you gonna be doing it in Colorado from now on or what what's what Yeah, what are I think parents? so my parents have been doing a pro football camp, a nonprofit camp for 17 years that I was in, you know, growing up, then I volunteered at when I was in high school, and I came back to in college. And it's funny because Heidi, the the lady that helps put it on, like never let me be a pro because it's a pro football camp. And even like coming back from my senior year, I was like, come on, like, let me get a pro shirt. And she'd never give it to me, right? She'd be like, When it's your time, it's your time. So now it's my time. And that's what I'll be doing this summer. So of
0: course you're gonna be doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh we got a comment from Roger Kennedy. He's on here and he says, Yeah, I gotta go to the Raiders. Um, you know, it's a. you know what can I say? We're we're a pro Raider, pro Husker uh, <laughs> family going on around here. I I am originally from Northern California, so um, and moved to Colorado in 2008. So, um, my my Husker fandom comes from my grandfather um, being from Gothenburg, Nebraska, which is kind of about halfway between here and and Lincoln. Um, so you're not going to be sticking around for the spring game at all, huh? No, you, you're going to be. I might be now?
1: here for the spring game.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, let me know if you need a ride. I'll be driving out next Thursday. You know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Lincoln. I, I, oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah, you I I I heard that you were possibly going to be headed back to Colorado here coming up soon, so yeah. I wasn't sure if you're going to be sticking around for the game, but um you know, it's uh <laughs> there's a lot going on and all that and um you know, before the NIL. So you've played for two coaches at at Nebraska, right? And can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, we don't have to name names or anything like that. Cause you've played, played for a lot of different, a lot of different people while you've been there, but um, can you kind of tell me the difference in the culture, the way that it was kind of where you see this program gravitating towards, you know, especially with some of the additions that they've made this year. Um, what like, you have to be seeing some of that yourself, right? Like still being on campus, still being around. I'm going to assume you're at some of the practices hanging around, just, you know checking things out what what's it looking like this year are we it's it's 15 and 0 national champions right
1: man i don't know i don't know <laughs> um basically from like the different coaching staffs all i can really touch on is how there's just really a, a different philosophy on how to do things right like quite simply put just different ways of doing things and i think that'd be fair with anybody anywhere right yeah and not to say one's right or wrong but it's just different. Um, and then when it comes to this year's team, I'm really excited for the guys in that locker room. Um, the Garrett Nelsons, the Isaac Giffords, the Chris Kolarviks the Brody Belts, right? I'm really excited for these dudes that I've seen grow up, um, be able to get their chance to ball out and represent Nebraska. So that's really exciting for me to be able to look back on uh, this team and this team moving forward and, and have personal connections with the guys and, and see them. You know chase their dreams so that's inspiring for me cool so yeah so i mean but you do see good things
0: happening with the program right now we, we like to try to remain pro- positive here on this show so um because <laughs> i know and, and i know it wasn't always it wasn't always easy but man let me tell you and and this is a family-friendly show but i'm going to say that watching you play every saturday um you know you busted your ass out there um you know you were always one of the guys that they were that they were talking about And, you know, it's, it's, you know, going pro seems like a natural fit for you because you're one of those guys that like on paper, you know, I'm looking at all these NFL notes and things like that, you know, the negatives I said, I was going to touch on them, but I'm not because the fact of the matter is one thing they don't measure, um, at all is heart. And you were, yeah, you were probably one of the hardest playing players on the defense out there. I mean, you were a team leader. You were the heartbeat of that defense. Um, and you know watching you play how how do you think like when you're when you're out there on the field and and you get your first opportunity in the nfl to be on the field um you know do you have it in your head how that's gonna go yeah yeah the very first the very first time like i'm gonna force a fumble on kickoff oh my god i was gonna say you're gonna force a fumble on kickoff are you you know that man that makes me excited especially if you're playing for the raiders um but you know like and and what about like you know have you tried to picture yourself like tackling another nfl player like because all those guys i mean you know you're playing with the best of the best of the high school kids in college now all of a sudden you're gonna be playing with the best of the best in college right like these are the guys that you know every single one of them has the same taste in their mouth that you do about you know what what it is so what what are you gonna do to kind of set yourself apart out there
1: it's my whole it's my lifestyle it's who I am and what I stand for, and how I live my life. Right is gonna speak for itself, um, and it is like a stupid competitive environment. And losing's part of the process of winning. And you know you're gonna get got, but it's only—I mean—with a growth mindset, it only propels you towards succeeding. So uh, I've envi- I have envisioned tackling Christian McCaffrey a couple times. That's definitely somebody. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit to get an opportunity and a shot at, um, just cause of the respect I have for him and his game and um, being a Colorado kid. So there you go. Yeah, man. That's that. Yeah. I can, I can see that,
0: you know, I um, mean, hopefully he's playing this year cause the NFL is better when, when Christian McCaffrey is on the highlight. Wheels, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so like the three, I, this is, this is another question that they like, cause your mom and I talked a bunch about, um, you know, during the, the NFL draft process and all of that, um, how do you kind of like summarize, like what were your best experiences going through it? What were your worst experiences going through it? I know on the video series that you did, you talked a little bit about like the poking and prodding from the doctors and some of them were like really nice about it. And others of them were like trying to rip your legs off. And, you know, so can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Like some of the positive and negative experiences from that? Well, yeah, I was-
1: basically I spent 10 hours the day before at the hospital getting MRIs and x-rays. And then the next day they, the NFL has like a trusted orthopedic doctor um, to come in who has all the information from the x-rays from the MRIs and like specifically like checks out those areas on top of like the whole body and then makes a detailed report about you and then takes you straight into like six different rooms of five different teams with like X amount of doctors in there from each team. And he reads off your history and then they're able to come up and uh, put their hands on you if they want. And it was just a like I talk about in my series, it was such a crazy experience going from like like reliving all those emotions from those experiences like in my body, like it was almost it was like happening unconsciously uh, at a at some point and um and then rem- and then always bringing it back to remembering that like I'm still here, like I overcame all of those obstacles to be. Right here, right now. Like, there's no bad energy. Like, there should only be good energy from, right? Those memories. That's why they're
0: looking at you is because they want to make sure that you can play for them, right? Like, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's yeah. That that that's a super. I'll take that as a positive, right? Like, absolutely. The fact, the fact that you're sitting there in the first place, you know. Um, I'm gonna ask you a personal question here, real quick. You know, has anyone ever told you how much you look like Tim Tebow? No, man. I, I was look like who? Tim Tebow.
1: No, I've never got that. Oh
0: man, I was looking at some old pictures of that before and I and it's kind of like in my head. And you know what? I mean, and he's a great athlete. Don't you know he played here in Colorado a little bit and obviously won a playoff game with them and had his NFL. But I, I look at you and I'm like, oh man, he he looks a lot like a young T Dude, so I'm, I'm
1: playing it. I get that all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> that's that's great. Hey, did out of curiosity, did you finish your degree there over at Nebraska? Because you know, I, I'm gonna have my son watch this. And he, he's actually going to be starting high school football next year. Um, he's going to be attending a couple of camps this summer. And, um, you know, can you talk about the importance of the education process, too, while you're playing football?
1: Dude, I love this question. And in, because it's – it's school was always a means to end for me. Uh, I literally only did school – I only did well in school and high school because – you know you had to have good grades to go to college and i only got good grades in college because ultimately i wanted to stay eligible for football so i i majored in advertising public relations with the minor in entrepreneurship and i absolutely learned and took things from that from that time but what i've found that resonates with me is i like learning on my own um with my style of learning And it's more individualized. It's more quiet because I am so like hyper attentive that like I get distracted so easily that it needs to be very quiet and very focused. So I really gotten into like reading books, reading the books about consciousness, reading books about quantum theory and quantum physics and just like the infinite possibilities that this life and that creation and the universe has to offer. And that's where I've been educating myself in, where I've found this like alternative alternative path of, of knowledge that I've been just running down and I absolutely love it. And it's helped shift my mindset and shift my, my whole being of um, from like low vibrational, like doubt, fear, anxiety, depression, to more high frequency just with the power of intention um, and just understanding why, why we are the way we are and how can I like basically hijack, the detrimental parts of my being to be more efficient and to serve me to then serve this world um right it's just yeah <laughs> so so and and
0: and kind of playing off that a little bit too because you you hear a lot about these athletes and this is me just kind of ad living now you know um and and if you need to go somewhere you just let me know and 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 i'll let you go but i'm curious are you um you know, like, what about like sports psychology? You hear a lot of these athletes talking about sports psychology, you hear them talking about, um, you know, that sort of thing, the positive mental attitude. Is there anything or anyone like that, that that, that you're uh, kind of looking towards and, and kind of discussing some of these philosophies to keep that positive
1: mindset throughout the process? Um, Basically, I just have, I don't know how to answer that uh, question specifically, but I basically just have I have people in my life, right? Every every person and every experience is an opportunity to to learn something, right? We have these big brains protected by these skulls and our that sits on top of our body, right? That's like whole job is to analyze things and uh make sense of the world. And just one understanding those aspects of yourself that all of us innately have. And then two, like learning how, learning how to maneuver within those confines of like, you know, is happiness a condition, like a simple example is like, is happiness, do you want to be happy? Like the answer is yes or no. And most people would say yes. Well, would you choose to be happy if this seemingly bad thing happened to you? Where it's like, well, no, that wouldn't be happy then. Well, you said you wanted to be happy. So do you want to be conditionally happy or unconditionally happy? And understanding the difference. And understanding the the mindset shift the the relationship shift that we become so right we become we're looking for that next dopamine hit in technology and food and sex and almost everything and when we get out of balance and and like our hormones and our body gets out of balance like our brain is just subject to our body at that point so it's really a fine-tuned mechanism that like, as being human beings, I think it's our duty to, like, optimize our vehicle in this life. So that's kind of how I approach it. And it, yeah, man, I it's it's helped me level up and grow as much as the relationships in my life have.
0: Okay. No, that's that. That is probably the best possible answer anybody could have given me there. <laughs> and you just said level up too. And before we got started here today, now I'm gonna start getting into some of the, like the the personal questions. Before we before we got started here today, you were hanging out with some of your buddies. You don't have to say who it was, um, but you guys were playing video games. And uh, oh, you weren't playing video games. We're okay. playing Catan. Oh, you were playing Ca- Catan. Okay, it's so game. so it was a boy. Oh yeah, I'm, dude. I if you can't see behind me here um i am a huge avid comic book collector right so i've okay. got pictures i've got pictures of all kinds of like comic art and that doesn't even talk about everything i've got going on around me so katan i'm all about it i hang out at a place in greeley called the nerd store right so like Heck yeah they've got every version of katan that you could possibly want even like the infinity wars version of katan that, that they have right um so that's cool so so you're into like some board games things like that i was gonna ask like what are some of the hobbies that that uh that that you're into outside of football, right? Let's let's push all that aside. You need to get away from football. You need to get away of thinking about your diet. Like, what are you going to be doing with your time?
1: Uh, my the best getaway for me is camaraderie, just in any form. Just like I said, I'm a relationship guy, so just being with people like eases my mind. And but like when it comes to me personally, like I know it probably sounds crazy, but like I love doing yoga. Okay. Um, It helps calm my mind. It takes me out of my mind and in my heart. Um, and I love reading. So I don't, I don't play much video games anymore just because one, I don't really have time. And two, like now that I do have time, like I want to do something like consciously, not unconsciously. And that's kind of how I've shifted. Um, how I spend my time is more conscious things like, right? Like why would I do things that make me unconscious? Um, for a long well, you're gonna time have a time. lot of studying to do
0: once you get that playbook so you know you you might as well get yeah. used to reading now because <laughs> I've, I've they showed us an example of a playbook when i when i went on the Raiders t- stadium tour a few weeks ago right like they showed us an example of what the playbook looks like it wasn't the actual one and it's like thick Fat, I mean, six, yeah. six to eight inches thick man I i'm mean, looking that's forward like, to it yeah you know and that was just that that was just like you know one who knows what they actually look like right so at least everything's on iPads for you now too which you know you're gonna be getting set up with that um well you know I feel like I've probably taken up plenty of your time today and I really I, I can't tell you how excited I was I mean I have seriously been reading up on you reading everything about you I possibly could and I'm just the more I read about you, the more I talk to you. I'm I, I'm really excited about you being a future Las Vegas Raider. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you where do you think you're gonna go in the draft? I guess that would be my final question. where where, where are they telling you? You don't know yet. You're it doesn't matter. That? It doesn't matter. That's right. That, I can't
1: that, control it. I'm gonna be happy regardless.
0: Are you gonna are you gonna watch the draft from home? You're gonna watch it with your mom and dad. Yeah, and, I'm gonna and, be with my family and my house back home. Good for you. Good for you, man. Yeah, I'll be I'll be watching it here in my home too. So it'll be like we're watching it together. Lit. Um I yeah, seriously though, man. I I'm gonna be I will watch it every minute of every day till you get picked. Um because I'm gonna tell you right now, like I was a fan Lit. of you before, but after today I'm probably your biggest fan that's not related to you. So appreciate um, it, bro. You know, I ain't got fans.
1: F- hey, I ain't got fans, I ain't got fans.
0: You got friends and family, right?
1: I got friends, family and believers, man.
0: Yeah, well, You're you the believe,
1: you either believe or you don't.
0: You can count you can count me in that friends and, and believer portion of that, and then who knows, man? Maybe someday you know we'll get to hang out and meet, and we can become family, you know. Straight, uh, up. The-
1: <laughs> Straight
0: up, yeah. So you know, hey, if you want to stick around here afterwards when I when I say goodbye to everyone in this, that'd be great. But for now, that's a go big red cast. Go big red.